Hey Marvel Maniacs, welcome to another exciting episode of Guardians of the MCU. This is episode number 295. We're recording this on Tuesday, Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. I'm your host, Tim. Joining me tonight, John and Sheba are both here at the same time again. We did it. It feels actually weird not to have sports. Oh. Like high school sports. Yeah, it was oh, like oh, oh, okay. Well, yeah. I was I was thinking, well, I mean, like we we are on a, a you know small football football yeah. hiatus until the Super Bowl, uh, which we're actually gonna talk about in this episode. Uh, oh, we're on a hockey hiatus because of the all-star break. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and I don't know what's college, going on in basketball. I was gonna say college. I don't, well, I don't care about the NBA. Well, uh no, LeBron James is gonna become the all-time leading scorer. That may happen this week. Uh, Steph Curry is out indefinitely, and that's the extent of my NBA knowledge. And then one of my students told me Kyrie Irving is moving to a different... Yes, yes, he moved to Dallas. There you go, yeah. Not the Lakers. Yeah, he, he, my, that one student came in this morning and was like, Miss A, guess what? And I was like, what? Kyrie Irving is moving. And I was like, okay, it's not the Raptors, so I don't care. And, and folks, and, that is your uh, pro sports review brought to you by Guardians EMCU. Hold on. I've got a college basketball prediction, oh, folks. Okay. Tonight, Georgetown will lose to Providence. Why? Because they lose to everyone. So, <laughs> like the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm, I'm from Canada. I'm, I'm in Toronto. So, that's really the important <laughs> sport thing that I think about. The teams, at least. I, I, I'm actually just having a friend uh, texting me right now asking, hey, I need to know the bare minimum to get started in podcasting, software and equipment. Who do we know that can give pointers? <laughs> so I was just responding like, hey, I'm just starting one of my shows now. When I'm done, I'll let you know what I use. <laughs> I've come to the right place. Ah, uh, Yeah. Uh, folks, just, of course, the reminder that uh, Guardians of the MCU is part of the Random Cheddar Network. Please do check us out at randomcheddar.com for information on all of our shows, membership through Patreon, access to the Escape Hatch Discord channel, and show merchandise from T Public. I had to take a breath. Um, leave us a review. We haven't asked for that in a while. And I was actually just taking a look on Apple Podcasts, and I think the most recent reviews are like a year old or so. Um, so here, here's why to leave a review because my children will talk about them. <laughs> they love to read the reviews, good or bad, or in bad. funny voices. Uh, <laughs> so if you read one and leave one, um, be, be known, it'll be discussed in the Stewart household. Nice. If you call out Either of my two children, I'm not going to give their names because uh, I do have some sensitivities. But if you call out John's children, said something about leaving a review, you will make their world. <laughs> and prove my point that people actually <laughs> listen to the podcast. That's right. So remember, it's John spelled J O N. Yeah. Yeah. And children is spelled C H. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Folks, that was Sheba. <laughs> well, you didn't want you said you didn't want to give their names, but somebody had to put children, so you know. Fair, fair. I I I was thinking Sheba, like as you start, I was thinking, 
is she saying this because there's a weird Canadian spelling for children? Then I'm like, no, no, there isn't. Why is she doing this? <laughs> because I couldn't spell the kids' names. So children, it was was the next best thing. All right. That that works. That works. Uh, but yes, we definitely appreciate reviews wherever you can leave them. Um, Apple Podcasts, of course, uh, Google Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. Um, where, wherever you get your shows from and wherever you can leave reviews, which sometimes aren't the same thing. Um, mm. If you use like a third party uh, podcast app like I do, um, I use Overcast. I really, really like Overcast. Um, mm. Not shilling for them. They're not a, a, a you know advertiser or anything, but hey, they could be. Um, uh, so I can't leave reviews directly on that cause it's just a, it just pulls from feed. So I like go to like Apple podcasts or something. So it is greatly appreciated. Um, mostly by John's kids. Yeah, they love them. Absolutely love them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so with that folks, um, oh, oh, kind of a quick thing here that I want to put up front. Um, Last week, we didn't do a show last week. There was like no freaking news. Mm -hmm. Like MCU news was a desert. There were like two really tiny, small items and just, eh. and I think John wasn't able to make it. And I really wasn't feeling all that great. And so I told Sheba like, Hey, let's just, let's skip it. So, um, it doesn't happen often that we skip a week. Very, yeah. very rarely. Like you could count the number of times in a year on one hand. Um, but yeah, we, we skipped last week. So it's all good. Everything's fine here. Yep. How are you? Oh, see, Tim should have given us a heads up that he muted because he was sneezing. And thus is the winter because I keep muting because I'm coughing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's like the awkward... I waited for Tim to get the Star Wars reference. <laughs> Nothing. And I'm like, okay, let's fill the dead space as I see Tim sneeze. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, just a random sneeze. Random sneeze. Everything is good here. Um, all right, folks. With that, on to our news. Shiba. You have something uh, minorly controversial. Yeah, I saw this on BuzzFeed. There was a picture of Seth Rogen, and it said Seth Rogen thinks or has some opinions about the MCU and is probably one of the most fair criticisms. And I was like, okay, let's take a look and see what's fair to whoever was writing this article. (laughs) I went down and goes, I clicked on it to see. And it was just Seth Rogen saying that He's such a big fan of comics and all that. And he's like, but he feels like the MCU is meant for children and not for adults. And I was like, huh? Because I'm like, I, besides Miss Marvel, which is a little bit, and it's not even childlike. It's just a little bit more, it's PG. So some kids can watch it kind of thing. But most of the MCU is PG-13, which sure, 13 year olds are kids, but there's some really hit like, emotionally heavy content in the movies so I was like what does he mean exactly and then he was referring to the boys and how that was a better representation of comic book movies than the MCU and I'm like okay it is a comic book movie but it is a different 
way of presenting it. And it it is a lot darker, a lot more gorier. And I don't know about everybody else, but I know for me, I do enjoy the boys. I've watched it. You know, I think it's it's lovely. I mean, not lovely because it's not really lovely per se, but it, it's it's gritty and all that. But I'm like, but I don't need that kind of thing in all of my comics. Like I, I like some lighthearted or just a way of that's a little bit more emotional, that is more requires it doesn't always have to be blood and guts and goriness and dark and gritty mm-hmm. is what I mean. They're both they're both great. Both comic book genres, they're great in their, their own way. But I know for me, I, I'll watch The Boys, but after a couple of episodes, I'm like, I can't binge this. I need to watch something else. I need to just get away from it for a bit and then I'll go back to it. There's some things that I'm just like, it's too much for me to do in one sitting. Like the, the more recent episode... I I haven't finished everything completely because it was it was just a lot. With Marvel, I find for me it's it I, it does have some heavy moments or there are moments where I can feel sad or angry or feel all the emotions, but I can watch it a little bit more regularly. I can I can do a MCU marathon and not have to worry about being so drained that I can't do anything else after that. So, not to say one is better than the other. I'm just saying that they're both in my opinion, equally great. Um, but I also find that a lot of the people that are making complaints about the MCU are usually people that aren't in the MCU. They're just kind of like, I'm a comic book fan, but I don't like it so much. And it's like, are you saying that because you actually don't like it so much? Or are you just upset because you haven't been asked to be in it because you are a comic book fan? I don't know, maybe not. Maybe it's just genuine criticism that he has for the MCU and all opinions are valid, so totally get it. Um, I just find it interesting that a lot of the people that are complaining about it are people that are not in it at all. Just something to think about. I don't know, what do you both think of of that, of his comments? Um, I... I think his feel pads are hurt that's what i was getting I, reading the article but look and we've talked about this all of the the marvel movies or comic book movies in general are not going to be for everyone they're not going to appease every audience agreed they can't mm-hmm. um to me Looking at, uh, I was actually pulling this up. So looking at, especially his kind of background in movies, yeah, it really feels like he's got some hurt feelings that he hasn't been invited to the MCU dance. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sorry that the Green Hornet really didn't launch his comic book hero career. Mm -hmm. And... Like the type, I know the type of movies that Seth Rogen makes are very much not geared towards children. So I could understand why he feels that comic book movies should be that way also. But I mean, it, it, I find that a comic, I mean, when you read a comic book, they're not all dark, gritty, and violent. I, let's, let's look at how dark and gritty worked for DC. Right, right. I mean, it it didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that being said, within the MCU, you have Daredevil, about as adult as you can get. I still will not let my 16-year-old see Deadpool. Right, right. Um, you had Logan, rated R, very different, very good. Yeah. Um, for that. But um, Sheba, with you, the boys, it's it's okay, but it's so kind of over the top where I'm like, you're you're trying to kind of outdo yourself and i get that that's what the, that comic is right um but as you pointed out go back and read the comic book source for a lot of these movies and where they draw from right they are relatively pg right yeah my take on this, I mean, I, I guess really nothing compared to what you guys have already said. Um, and I, I mean, for, first of all, I, I, I guess I will provide a bit of commentary on, on Seth Rogen. Um, the guy can be funny. He has the capacity for it. Um, right. There's been a couple of things that he's been in that that I've enjoyed. Um, of but there's also a lot of stuff. I, I think a a lot of his stuff, the roles that he's cast in um, as an actor, every single one of them is like an over-the-top pothead. Right. Yeah. And yep. I'm not opposed to marijuana, but the over-the-top pothead trope that like right. to the excess that his characters almost always take it yeah. is just old. I mean, yeah. I just, it, and that's not funny to me. Um, yeah. Continue, sorry. So in terms of this particular opinion, I, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's fine that he's not a huge fan of the MCU. I, I appreciate that he is giving them some props, saying that, hey, you know, if it weren't for the MCU, the boys wouldn't exist. That's right. cool. I, I mm -hmm. appreciate that. And, and yeah, I think he's right. I mean, there's, and quite honestly, without the, uh, Batman movies from a few decades ago, the MCU wouldn't exist. Oh, hello. You know, yeah. I, I mean, uh, all of these and, things and, in the genre feed each other, you know. And without Christopher Reeve's Superman, the Batman movies wouldn't exist. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, all of these things, you know, we, we all have to kind of pay a, a bit of homage and respect to, to our predecessors, um, right. especially the ones that, that you know, that, that really did have a lot of influence. Um but yeah, I mean the the MCU isn't for kids. I mean, most of the movies uh, are PG thirteen, um, but they're also not strictly for adults either. Um, and you know, I mean, for for him to say that they're not adult enough for him, maybe he's just not paying enough attention because the themes in these movies and in these shows, um, and Shiba, you said this like are really heavy. There's a lot of depth right? in yeah. this stuff. And, you know, if you, if you really pay attention to it, I, you know, there's some people who just kind of sit back and watch these things superficially and enjoy them that way. And sure, I guess that's fine, but you can't be critical and say that it's not adult enough. If you're not investing enough to pay attention to realize, wow, there's some like really deep stuff in here that the younger viewers probably aren't going to get. Um, I don't know if he just wants a bunch of swearing and over the top violence. I, well, that's, I, I mean, yeah. there's Deadpool, but, which I appreciate. I love it, but 
I don't know. But, uh, that's the thing is that why does it have to be when somebody considers something like quote unquote adult material, it has to be violent, dark, gritty. Why can't something be for like why can't something be for kids and adults to appreciate without having that all of that? Like, I mean, I was reading some of the comments, and I know people say don't read comments of things, but there are some people in the comment section who were like, but I don't always want to see something like the boys. I don't want all my comic book movies to be that. I do want what the MCU has and I appreciate it. So why does it always have to be like if somebody's considering it, you know, darker or sorry, adult, something for adults, it has to be a certain way. It can, you can have something for adults that doesn't have to be over the top or and violence. And I mean, let's be honest, I've seen a few of Seth Rogen movies where the women aren't treated so well. And mm-hmm. as and I don't really enjoy that aspect of, you know, some of the movies. But in the MCU, things have gotten a little bit better. We see more people of color. We see more diversity in general. So regardless, I mean, I know that the content should be good as well, but there are so many things that the MCU is doing, plus giving entertaining movies. And sometimes, like, movies are for entertainment. Whether they're for well, kids or adults, that's what they are. And all due respect to Mr. Rogan, he's also a producer. Right. And last time I checked, actors and producers in studios, they liked money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. And rated R movies do not generally make as much money. And yes, that's his thing. And looking at what he's most known for and what he's produced, they are rated R. And that's a style of comedy. And that's great. Um, but, um, when you, uh, I was looking at when this came up, uh, the numbers.com and his ranking as a leading actor based on, in comparison to most of the MCU actors, mm-hmm. it's not a very good ranking, even though he's done as many movies because one, most of them have been rated R yeah. and then two, they don't have the name recognition. So yeah, I mean, that that's great. And I'm not saying don't do you and don't do the humor you like and don't do the content you like, but at the end of the day, don't, and, and also he can say the MC is not for him. Great. Exactly. Watch, watch something else. Yeah. Go to HBO max, go, go somewhere else to watch your stuff. Don't go to Disney plus, but yeah. Um, it, it also is as a, someone who's a self-avowed comic book fan, it sounds like very sour grapes. Um, and I'm waiting for him to start, uh, slamming James Gunn when he doesn't get invited to do anything with the DCU. Right. Yeah. It just, yeah, it just, that's at least what I got from it. Um, again, I, there are some movies that I really like with Seth Rogen in it, but I don't agree that the MCU is, and again, just that I think he thought that he had more credibility because he was, a, he read comics. He was like, oh, I read comics. So therefore the MCU is bad. Well, and, and he did the Green Hornet and back yeah. in its day, that was pretty I, I, like risque, not like, ooh, risque, but like of right. 
still doing a comic book movie in 2011 yeah. Yeah. was... It was decent. It wasn't horrible. Yeah, but I mean, back then, it was that's a huge risk. Maybe oh, sure. the Green sure. Hornet now, no one's going to view that as a risky move to do. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, John, what do you have for us? Uh, so this one, and uh, <laughs> not... Uh, not stem from an article or anything quite as scientific. Um, so we have a movie coming out uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, quantum <laughs> quantum mania, I think it's called. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we've had discussions that this is this Kang is very different than the mm -hmm. Kang we saw in Loki season one the Kang that's alluded to that we'll see in Loki season two mm -hmm. based on the season finale. Um, and it got me thinking, cause we know there's the Kang dynasty. We know he's going to be around for a little bit. Who has the most experience at this point with Kangs in the MCU? Loki. Loki. Yeah. I'm really beginning to wonder, are they setting Loki up to be the hero in this next phase? I mean, is he going to come through out of Loki season two and whether it's the Kang dynasty or somewhere else, be like, hey, guys, here's everything I know about him. Here's what we can do about him and we can save the multiverse. And everyone's going to be like, dude, you're dead. Um, like, seven, <laughs> like seven times over yeah um but it, like it like the more and more i think about it i'm like i more and more think that loki's gonna be like the unsung like team leader hero so that, that's kind of more the discuss discussion of what do you guys think it's like are we gonna see more and more tom hiddleston and and are we going to see a continued arc for Loki? I would love that because I feel like there's so much we can see or learn about Loki. We all know I'm a little biased and Loki's yeah. one of my favorite characters, so, you know. Um, but I don't know. I feel like we didn't, we, uh, what we got to see of Loki was great, mm -hmm. but we can, he, he died so quickly. We didn't get to see Which him. Which time? I mean, all the times that he dies. But the final time he died. <laughs> well, the quote-unquote final time he died, because then mm -hmm. back to life. I mean, he comes back in another form, in another yeah. younger version. But the younger version actually would. We haven't seen him have his redemption like the his past mm -hmm. Loki self has, and it'd kind of be nice to see all of those. Plus, now that we've seen that there are so many Lokis. What is that going to do to him? How is that going to affect who he is? How is that affecting? Is going to, how is that going to affect his relationship with Thor? Because Thor hasn't seen Loki since he died during mm -hmm. Infinity War, and I don't know if we're going to get to see them together again. I would love to because I feel like this Loki has is still a little different than the old Loki. Mm -hmm. He he has learned the things that the past Loki had. But I think there's something a little bit softer to him 
than than that Loki, just with the things he went through. So it'd be nice to see him and Thor kind of reconnect. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I would absolutely like to see Loki come back, be a, a hero of some of some sort, and to kind of do more than he was able to do and redeem himself because he didn't get to do as much in Infinity War. He tried, but he didn't do as much. And in, if, in this case, he'll get to do a little bit more. He'll get to show um, you know, people what he's actually like and maybe even redeem himself, maybe redeem uh, Frigga and what she thought of him and is able to show that part of himself and go, look, I am actually what she thought I was. And that would be lovely to see. Um, Loki's story arc has certainly, and, and I've talked about how much I, I have really come to love Loki's story arc and the fact that really the first three phases are Loki. Um, the, the, you know, so much of it. And, and, and I've, I've mentioned several times, like the second Thor movie, even though when it came out, we all kind of thought it sucked go back and watch that. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and watching the first Thor movie, that one Ragnarok, um, and then going into infinity war and such, like you realize the meaning and impact of this character. And he turned from villain to some measure of, of, of an anti-hero. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, Loki. Loki certainly could be the one to save the entire multiverse. It's it's not completely out of bounds for something Marvel to, uh, for for Marvel to do. Um, of course, you know Loki is locally is Loki, and no matter how improved he might be, uh, most of his good intentions are still associated with him looking good. Um, so he may very well be the, Hey, I'll absolutely come save the multiverse. If you'll make me all your King, um, (laughs) you know, um, and I would have a slight deviation to that. They won't do it because it would be way too infinity war. Like, but there's a little bit of me. They would love to see Loki wield Mjolnir. I he's done it. Play. He's done it in the comics, just mm-hmm. to have enough of a redemption that, like, just for him to like catch it and be like, "Oh shit, I'm worthy," uh, yeah. and do yeah. something with it, and to see the look on Thor's face, being like, "What the?" And <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. happened. Like, when did yeah. you become worthy? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I I think uh, yeah it it certainly could be fun and obviously you know Loki is probably like the favorite character in the MCU I I I don't know I mean yeah, yeah everyone loved Iron Man everyone loved Captain America yeah. but like Loki grew such this huge oh, fan yeah. base that everyone's like, like wow they made right such the, an incredible character out of him yeah right from the, I mean to the point where Tom Hiddleston showed up at San Diego Comic Con in Loki. In his yeah. movie costume, and people were just like they were losing it. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think anybody, like Iron Man or any of them, showed up in costume, and people went, "Oh my god!" Like, I, first of all, I don't think anybody would show up in full costume. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston, we know his commitment, so he showed up, and fans were obsessed. 
like hmm. super obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's see on to a few things. Some of these things are just going to kind of be rapid fire. Some will have uh, a little bit of discussion. Um, uh, you guys remember Agents of Shield, of course. People, mm -hmm. um, were you an Agents of Shield watcher? Me, yeah. um, I watched a little bit at the beginning, and then I dropped off it. Not because I didn't like it; I just didn't have time because I was working at the time, and I couldn't keep up with it. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I at some point I'll go back on Disney Plus and just watch. All, I think it's on Disney Plus now, right? Um, I believe so. Yeah. Yep. At some point I'll go and and watch it all. I just I enjoyed what I did see. And uh, John, I don't think you ever I, finished it, but I know you watched a no, lot of it with me. I I didn't. I it filled a gap when there wasn't a lot of Marvel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, then we caught up, and we're yeah. okay now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, Chloe Bennett. Uh, who who played Quake in the show, um, and she was a mainstay. I mean, she literally was in the first episode and all the way through. Um, of course, a lot of people love this because this was basically a resurrection of Coulson. Um, and, uh, you know, we got a little bit of, of Sam Jackson in there uh, early on, you know, to kind of make some connections. And, of course, at the time, Marvel was saying, oh, hey, everything is connected. But then really the show just went in its own direction that had nothing whatsoever to do with the MCU aside from like a couple of random mentions, like, you know, maybe one a season. Um, it, so it just really wasn't enough. But um, and then, of course, there were discussions that it, it really was its own separate timeline or part of the multiverse or something like that. Um, but nonetheless, Chloe Bennett did a, a, uh, she did a great job with, with, with Quake. Everyone really, or at least a lot of people liked her as Quake. I, I certainly did. Um, so there've been some rumors that she might reprise the role, uh, in the MCU and certainly seems that secret invasion, uh, could be an ideal opportunity for that. So a lot of those rumors have centered around secret invasion. Um, there was, uh, some tweets that had gone out uh, a couple of weeks ago and someone talking about, you know, I've, Someone was was trolling her. Someone was very was being very insulting in terms of her acting ability and saying things about like you know she couldn't appear opposite you know she couldn't hold her own appearing opposite you know other other stars and such. And um, to I believe a, at least a couple of this person's tweets, she basically responded, "I have a strong feeling your tweets aren't going to age well." Yeah, I saw that. Um, I heard. Yeah. So, and especially when there was, there was a particular reference made to Marvel. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it, it's, you know, that, that doesn't confirm anything for us, um, but it definitely does give us, um, I think, something to think about in yeah. that regard. Uh, let's see. Disney Plus's most streamed movie of 2022. Hmm. If you guys aren't are are not looking at the show notes, I'm not sure if you are or if yeah. you saw this item in the show notes. I didn't see the item in the show notes, but I already saw it somewhere online. Ah, uh, okay, all right. I, I was I was gonna play a guessing game with you. Uh, <laughs> I could do it with the audience. I'll give the audience uh, a, a, a moment here to just yell out wherever you are. 
you could be on a bus, you could be at home, you could be at work. I don't just yell it out. Yell out what it's, you think the uh, the the most streamed movie um, on Disney Plus was in 2022. The the, the Dora slash kids show rules apply. You just kind of go, what do you think? And then you so chances are, unless you actually saw this article or heard this someplace else, your guess was wrong. Um, (laughs) The correct answer is the Eternals, um, (laughs) which is kind of amazing. Yeah, actually, that was different than what I thought I saw. So never mind. (laughs) Ah, okay. Yeah. uh, So. Kind of amazing that it was. I, I think there was a lot of anticipation that um, folks uh, did not want to go see it in the theaters like me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that this this was earlier on in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They put it out there and a lot of us were reluctant to go to the theaters. So mm-hmm. it was it was streamed. Um, and this was also early on with uh, in the pandemic with Disney Plus, where where they uh, put it up on Disney Plus, you know, was maybe within a couple of days of it hitting the theaters or something. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Um, I think there was just a lot of anticipation over that. Uh, I'm not going to lie. As a person who saw it three times in theaters, that actually makes me really happy. Um, I'm probably one of the few who was like, I liked that movie. So yay. Yeah. I, I mean, so I, I actually had to go back and look. So I was like, what? This seems so long ago. Um, it was it only was a year really- ago. It was released January 12th. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to guess with the buzz. And yeah, as Tim, as you said it, without so many people going to theaters, that makes sense, which then means there are a lot of disappointed people on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, the, the movie wasn't rated all that well um, or, or reviewed all that well. I, I thought it was fine i i you know there were some parts of it that i really liked there were some, some things that i'm like eh, all right we, we got to move on um but uh you know i i, I don't know yeah but, yeah so that's that fun fact uh marvel studios has hired uh the arrowverse writers uh or two arrowverse writers for daredevil born again uh jill blankenship and green godfrey uh each wrote episodes of arrow and Godfrey wrote uh, not only for Arrow, but for the Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. Um, so it's cool that we do have people who are involved in this niche of the industry uh, of, and, you know, writing superhero serials. So. And I, I loved the way Arrow was put together and written. So I, I don't know who either one of them are. Um, because we know I don't pay attention to writers or directors. Um, but knowing that I enjoyed the quality, especially of Arrow, um, I watched most of The Flash, some of Legends of Tomorrow. I, I, I think that's a good call. And Tim, you're right. Just them knowing superhero comic type shows will be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, Angela Bassett, uh, as we know, who just absolutely crushed it in Wakanda forever. Um, she received the first Oscar nomination for an actor in the MCU. Uh, this is also the first MCU star to receive an Oscar nomination for a comic book adaptation. 
Um, so uh, very excited for uh, for her with that. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Wakanda Forever, uh, the Blu-ray has over an hour of behind-the-scenes footage, gag reel, audio commentary, and deleted scenes. Still ticked off that they don't give us that on the streaming service. I, I don't. I don't get that. I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it either. Because I would love to see that. I mean, I I would still be somebody who likes to buy the Blu-rays and things. Although the only reason I haven't been buying a lot of movies lately is because I have no space for anything else in my room. I still live at home, so I have no space. Mm-hmm. So I need to just. If they could just put that on there, that would be great help to me so I can buy other Marvel-related things. Yeah. And yeah. just the movies. John? Just out there. I uh, I think we got rid of all of our Blu-rays and DVDs. I don't think we have any anywhere anymore. We, we called a lot here. Early in the pandemic, my wife and I, I think we got r- rid of probably three quarters of our Blu-rays and DVDs that that we had. We we both had pretty extensive collections when we got together ten years ago, and then we just kind of kept on buying. Um, and for a while, really, the only ones I was getting were Marvel and Star Wars ones. And now I just haven't even done that in the last few years because mm-hmm. I can get them on Disney Plus. Okay. Um, and, yeah, and I mean, and that's the that, I mean, that's the thing is. And we've talked about this, having the Blu-ray in the cabinet that is 15, 20 feet max from the couch. John. I can sit on the couch and click and find where it's streaming. Why (laughs) the hell would I get up, pop the disc out, put it into, well, then I have to change the inputs to get it to the Xbox to put it into the Blu-ray. Um, no thank you it is so much effort oh my god so much effort i i can't even (laughs) so much yeah yeah i it oh man just use the remote one remote go to disney plus done that's it it's right there and and most of them were just dvds they weren't blu-rays so i'm gonna get better quality streaming anyway this is true. true that's very true uh, plus, I mean, really, with the the um, enhanced video, the enhanced audio that we're getting on all these things through right. Disney's partnership with um, IMAX. Yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, the quality is incredible. So, I mean, so long as you know you have decent bandwidth and and a good TV, um, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, you yep. know you're you're going to get you know real good high quality stuff. And Absolutely. you're may not even be able if, if if that stuff is really good you may not even be able to tell the difference between that and a blu-ray so yeah, true and and, yeah. and the upgrade you know we all remember the upgrade from vhs to dvd that was remarkable not all of, not all of us some of our listeners may be younger that that's true that's <laughs> yeah true. Um, oh no I and, and tim tim you forgot laser discs oh yeah no i i did not forget them john did not forget them folks Folks, imagine a record. <laughs> like an LP, vinyl. Vinyl like is vinyl, what the, is what the kids record. call it now. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was essentially a DVD for a movie. Correct me if I'm wrong. You still had to flip it midway through the movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And it was a massive yeah, was, player. It was, it was, oh, yeah, I mean, no. the size of a record player. They were huge. I'm they were ridiculous. I, I felt old today. I was wearing a, a it's, the shirt that I'm wearing today is from, it's a Canadian TV show called Reboot. It came out in like the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, that totally my, makes you old. My, yeah. My, my students are born in like 2013, 2014. Yeah. They're like, what cartoon, what, what show is that? And I'm like, I don't even know why I'm going to bother telling you what this show is because <laughs> yeah. no one's going to get it. You're and if you did it. watch it, you would think the graphics were horrendous. So yeah. why am I going to? I still told them and they looked at me like I was a bizarre weirdo. And I was, <laughs> I'm going over there. So yeah, and sometimes just telling them what a CD is and they're like, what? And you're like, oh, never mind. Yeah. Just, just forget it. I was but, watching because I went into a huge rabbit hole yesterday watching mm-hmm. Rocky Four. Mm. And just watching people smoke cigarettes in an so arena. Weird. Oh god! And yeah. I was like, I was like, oh my god, what are you doing? You can't do that. Yeah, but in so the weird. 80s, in the eighties, yeah. yeah, that was yeah. the thing they did. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. The official police report uh, for Jeremy Renner's accident had had has been released. Uh, so basically, the gist of what happened here was that he was trying to save his nephew. That's the uh, confirmed finally the family member that it was. Remember, initially it was like a total stranger. Then it was a family member, but we didn't know who that was. Um, it turns out it was his nephew. Uh, he was out um, on his bobcat snowplow uh, on New Year's Day, um, and he came out of the vehicle, and the vehicle started to move. Um, and these are not surprising supposed to um heavy equipment like that has like automatic parking things so like if you if you are not intentionally moving and if you are not in the cab intentionally moving everything's supposed to lock yeah um so that's actually that there is an investigation into the vehicle that's apparently going on to figure out why it did that um so the 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 vehicle started basically to roll and so in order to get into the vehicle you have to step up on the tracks and it, uh, I guess, Renner kind of misjudged how fast those tracks were moving. He went on them and then basically got, uh, basically under. pulled under um, and, and crushed. Uh, his, his nephew, fortunately, was unharmed um, and actually helped uh, Jeremy until first responders arrived. So that is the, the official police report on things. Um, mm-hmm. I, I will say uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks since we last mentioned Jeremy Renner, of course, we know that he's back home. Um, he has posted a couple of pictures on social media about like doing a lot of PT and that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, hoping that he he continues with a with a good recovery. Okay. Uh, we mentioned at the top of the show that we would talk about the Super Bowl. Woohoo! Here it is. Um, not really a fan of either the Eagles or the Chiefs, but uh, I'll still watch it because it's a Super Bowl. You know, I I got family in Kansas City, so I'm all Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, but they barbecue. Just, we I, just make a hangout section. We just hang out with family friends sometimes, and we'll watch. And by watch, I mean it'll be on the background, and the people that want to watch it watch it. The rest of us just kind of do other things, socialize. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, folks, Tim wants paid me to come to Kansas City with him just to eat barbecue. Like we did work things, but his invitation was want to come to Kansas City with me and eat barbecue. And yeah. I said, yeah. And he said, oh yeah, by the way, you got to do an exercise. And I was like, meh, okay. Yeah. 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 I was like, 
John, you got to come with me. Um, you have to do like four hours of work. And we're going to eat a lot of barbecue. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. We got to do that again. Um, uh, oh, yeah. So Super Bowl. Uh, Disney has announced that um, trailers for Quantumania. So this would be the last trailer uh, for Quantumania, the last new trailer uh, pre-movie. Um, and the first trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will be airing during the Super Bowl. Um, and, I don't think we know when. Sometimes they, they they do put that schedule out ahead of time, but usually like only by a couple days. So I don't think it's I mean, out yet. I was going to say, and even if they're, the schedule's not out, I mm. got to imagine by Saturday they'll be out. Half the commercials are already out. A, a, a lot of them I, are. Um, I, I do think that, you know, big ones like this, especially being done by movie studios, they do mm -hmm. like to hold them. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of think, um, I expect it will be held. And and isn't uh, isn't the Super Bowl on on either? Isn't the Super Bowl on a a, a Disney owned network? ABC. I think so. Which is then even more incentive for them to uh, to 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 wait because well, they it, want the ratings. It's interesting that they're playing the Quantum Mania trailer when the world premiere is this week and the Canadian premiere is this week. Uh, it was yesterday, I think. Yesterday, today, I I've, I saw people on Instagram. The, the The world premiere was yesterday. Yeah, world premiere is yesterday. Yep. The Canadian In premiere LA. is Thursday, and they're going to play the trailer for it again on the. This weekend, that one doesn't make sense to me, but okay, it's fine. Cool. It's it, it's it, it it ends up kind of being the timing of it, and I think this is the yeah. hey, this is our this is a big short term promotion that we mm -hmm. can do on this one one big last push because even though obviously the premieres are out, the movie will not have been released yet, um, you know, but it will be coming out, you know, a few days after that. So right, and and the Super Bowl will be airing on a network that used to be associated with Marvel. Oh, gotcha. Fox. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because remember, Fox sold all their stuff. Yeah, yeah. and Fox TV like is not yeah. Disney-owned. That's yeah. They're still their own thing. Okay. Um, it's going to be interesting, though, because uh, by the time that comes Fox out... Fox Sports, rather. Yeah. By the time by the time that trailer comes out, I if I see it, I'll be like, oh, I know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's uh, so. Yeah. You go on Thursday, right? Yep. Is the I, Toronto I, premiere? Yep, and I have to keep my mouth shut for a whole week. It's gonna be. <laughs> I love it, but also it'll. Don't worry, I won't tell anybody anything. But I'm just <laughs> gonna be one of those oh, things yeah. where, I'm like, okay, can't say a word. Got it. Uh, speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy three. Uh, the official synopsis for the movie has been released, uh, and they are confirming that the Guardians will be embarking on a dangerous mission to save Rocket's life. Um, mm -hmm. we, we we kind of knew that this is where it was going to go. There's a lot of speculation of this, um, yeah. and and so this this pretty much confirms that we're going to get Rocket's origin story, um, and a lot of this is centered around him. Um, so I suspect that that'll probably be the A plot. The B plot will will be. Star Lord looking for Gamora, um, yeah. or that will be the A plot, which will then lead into a strong B plot for for Rocket. Um, 
but yeah, that's, uh, you guys have any particular thoughts, feelings, impressions from, from that? I, I, I am excited to see more of Rocket's past. Um, I think they've made enough, enough jokes about him being like a trash panda or we've seen glimpses <laughs> of his back with like, you know, like all of the, the mm -hmm. scarring and all that oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, you know, Star-Lord's always joking around with him, but, and in the second one, in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, we got to see a little softer side of him when he's talking to Yondu and how they are connecting a little bit. So you know he's been through a lot, but we haven't fully heard what happened. So it'll be kind of nice to be able to see what exactly he's been going, what has gone through and what has happened to him and why the way he is, like why he is the way he is. Yeah. John, any thoughts? No, I... I'm just very nervous about this movie. I didn't love the second Guardians. Um, I, I the original Guardians, one of my favorite MCU films. Sure. The second one, I had some effort. So the third one, I'm like, uh, I don't, I, I don't want to go in with really any expectations. Yeah. Because I, I don't, yeah. I don't want to be disappointed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't blame you there. Um, I, I, I think this is going to be good. I I'm, I'm pretty confident over this. Um, I mean, there, there were some good things that came out of guardians too, like mantis and yeah. that whole story there. The, the whole thing with ego was just weird though. And I didn't like how it was written. Um, but, right. uh, it, along with rocket, I mean, especially since we are going to obviously be getting more background on rocket, I would, hope that they'll give us just that the, uh, the moment of how rocket and group met mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah just because i think that that part would be very cool um yeah. particularly given the kinship be, between the two uh or at least between rocket and and the original group that was with the, the team and i mean and it will be interesting to see then where do they go from here and what happens to the guardians Mm -hmm. In yeah. terms of the MCU, I mean, do they, is there going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy 4 um, with a very different Guardians crew, which happens in the comics where sure. the next group of Avengers we're going to see is going to be very different too. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's a lot TBD with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. Uh, let's see. The MCU has grossed over $28 billion at the global box office since its inception. That's billion with a B. Um, so that's, that's an insane amount of money. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, and you know who hasn't seen any of that money? Seth Rogen. <laughs> Seth Rogen. This is true. Yeah. Uh, as you mentioned, the the Quantumania uh, premiere was last night in in LA. Um, a lot of cool shots that came from that, and and of course everyone's under some you know hardcore gag orders, so we're not really hearing much at all about the movie yet. Uh, but that's coming as, up as soon. As will Shiva be? Yeah, <laughs> our very yeah. our very own red carpet premiere, Shiva. That's right, Sh Shiva. Um, have you decided what your cosplay is going to be? Yes, I have a. Loki, like a dress that I bought, like it's it's a Loki inspired dress, mm -hmm. and it's got like the Loki, like it's got the crisscrossing part, and the green the back is green, got a little bit of gold, and just like a black fake leathery dress, like the skirt part of it, 
mm-hmm. I'm going to wear that dress. I'm going to wear my Sylvie horns because my Loki horns hurt my head too much. Gotcha. <laughs> horns. Um, and then I have, I just bought a little cube that lights up. So that is going to be my little test oh, rack. Awesome. I was Fantastic. trying to make but I got lazy and didn't do anything. I have an old broomstick and I was like, I shall, the broom handle. I'm like, I shall use this. And that was as far <laughs> as I got. So That's all I right. just bought a, like a $30 little cube and it lights up and I'm going to just take that with me and walk around and just. Perfect. You know, That's all you need. And yeah. And Tim, I mean, I'm sure mine got lost in the mail because you turned your down to be her plus one. Um, I so I, I actually didn't because I didn't get an invite either. But, oh, um, no. it's it's okay. okay. Next time, next time, don't worry. <laughs> I mean, I mean, one of these days, Sheba will invite us to come yeah. to a premiere with her. One of these days. Listen, I mean, it's, it's, at least Tim, at least Tim has some cosplay to wear. It's not Marvel. Really, <laughs> it's but. okay. It's all right. My friends, my friends who were coming both of the first two times, neither of them cosplayed, so. <laughs> They, I, they just get here. Take my phone and take pictures of me. Thanks. So um, we're both we're both married. We know what that's like. Right. <laughs> I'm, hell, we'll hell, we'll even hold your purse. Thank Absolutely. you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. It'll, it'll be a Marvel inspired backpack or something, so it won't be so sure. purse like. But yeah, even my my friend that's going a this lounge time, fly action maybe or that's that's all I have. That's there I've got go. lounge fly. So my best friend who's coming with me this week um, on Thursday, I was like, you know that you're going to be like legit. I'm just going to be like phone, take pictures and videos of me. Thanks. Because I'm like, I just, that's that's what's going to happen. Like, okay, Mike, thanks. So if I can advocate uh, for myself, um, I have been paid to take photographs before. All right. So people, so... You've moved up the list. So I know. Now. I just I'm just trying to get myself ahead of him. Yeah. There you go. You've moved up the list. There you and go. Hopefully that the Guardians will get invited too. And yeah. I'm going as Gamora. That's gonna have to take a lot more dressing up. Yeah. Which means I'm either showing up to school green <laughs> and just being like, listen, I gotta go, or I have that like, you know, or I don't know what's gonna happen. Admin day. Yeah. Oh, right. I, I'm sick. Um Let's see. So real quick, the last two things here. Uh, I, the film's confirmed apparently to have two post-credit scenes, which Ooh. is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, excited to see what's in those. Uh, and there's a little bit thing. Uh, uh, so Catherine Newton, Newton, who plays uh, the new Cassie Lang, um, was on uh, one of the late night shows. And uh, she had mentioned that Bill Murray a- actually called her to ask if he could join Quantumania. Uh, they had done some kind of celebrity golf thing um, prior to that. And he was like super interested in getting into the MCU. Um, and so he called her and she, she got him the in, uh, to, to Marvel studios to, to get him, uh, into the film. So it's, uh, all you got to do apparently is you, you have to know Catherine Newton, uh, to, to get in. So for a while it was Tom Hiddleston, literally anybody that Tom Hiddleston acted with ended up. That's in the true. Yeah. So he That's was the, the, the line there. Yeah. I guess I had to find somebody new. For it, so I guess Catherine Newton is the one. I mean, it's not yeah. like Bill couldn't have called out ScarJo, right? They worked yeah. together too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. the, the 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 network's all there. I think he just called yeah. the the person he most recently met. So right, yeah, there. 
All right, folks. Uh, so that will do it for this episode of Guardians of the MCU. Please join us next week for more news and discussion on all things MCU, um, as well as a spoiler-free uh, discussion of her experience uh, from the Toronto red carpet by Sheba. Looking forward to that. Thank you. All right, folks. Take care.